Good, ne- yeah, good evening, everybody. It is Thursday, January 5th at 9.31. I'm laughing for many reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is uh, Fran McCaffrey just got a tech in the Iowa game as I watch and uh, talk about Purdue's big win in Columbus. They won 71-69. to They improved to 4-1 and since 2016. And I believe before that... They hadn't won in a, in Columbus. I'm almost positive. If they had, they'd won once uh, in the uh, former Value City, current Schottenstein uh, Center. It's a big win. It's a big win. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but before I do, let me thank our sponsors first. When you're on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine. Um, my wife and I went there the other day. She says not the mac and cheese bites. That's not her favorite. I love them. But she says the pretzels. Go with the pretzels. Uh, so you can go with Mrs. Boiler Dowd or you can go with me either way. I mean, not go with us, but kind of our vote. Uh, you can't go wrong though. And then afterwards they've got one great, I, I think it's one great dessert item. The, um, funnel cake sticks. I've been calling funnel cake fries. They're kind of a, they're a fry width, a fry girth. Uh, I like to eat. Um, anyway, go to eataj's.com before if you want to order. Uh, they can bring it to your door if you're in God's country. Also, head over to Martin Vintage, interboiled checkout. Good things happen. Uh, you get 15% off there from a t-shirt. This is not a Purdue sweatshirt nor a t-shirt. It's a Wyoming sweatshirt. And you say, why? Well, I love the state of Wyoming, honestly. Uh, I get made fun of this by my fellow Boiled Sports founders when I wear this, but it's cozy. And I like to wear it. Um, anyway. So Purdue wins 71-69 in Columbus, and they do it with a little bit of heroics from uh, Fletcher Lawyer, who hit a three in the closing minute of the game. Purdue had some struggles. They had some woes in this game. In the first 15 minutes, they looked, I don't want to say like dog meat, but they looked like dog meat. They didn't play well at all. There was no flow of the offense. They weren't knocking down shots. They weren't going to the free throw line. And I'm going to check the stats here in a second. I don't know how much that changed. But um, they just weren't playing a very good brand of basketball. On the other end, they were uh, letting Ohio State backdoor them all the time. It was was not uh, a a pretty brand of basketball at all. Purdue was struggling. They were down by as many as 12 points versus Rutgers. They were down by as many as 13. Versus Rutgers, it kind of flipped this one. Spencer, if you remember, Purdue hit their game winner. And then Spencer hit his game winner, and Rutgers won. This one, Fletch uh, hits a three, puts Purdue up by two. I think it's the same exact situation. Purdue was up by two, and Rutgers got the ball. Spencer came down, hit a three. This time, Purdue was all over the Ohio State uh, top of the key, all over their shooters. They did not get a clean look. Uh, They got a very bad look. The guy tried to do the head whip back and to draw the, the whistle. It didn't work. They didn't get the shot. Purdue wins, and they improved to, I believe, 3-1 and one on the young Big Ten season. Um, I said to somebody, I said on Twitter, it stops the bleeding, and that person said, they weren't bleeding. They, I, I'm not going to repeat. I think the, the, the tweet was crass for no good reason. They were bleeding. That's wrong. When you're the number one team in the nation, you lose at home to Rutgers. Uh, that's, that's bleeding a little bit, and Rutgers is a good team. The defense is good, but Purdue has not been playing well offensively. Um, I got called on this for saying their shooting wasn't good a couple games ago. 
and it's still not great. But today, the good news is while Edie was getting just mauled in the paint, Purdue started knocking down threes. The guy who really started the progression back to Purdue um, uh, getting towards competing because they, they had dug themselves a hole was really Braden Smith. He played a very, very good game. Um, I'll, I'll look at his stats here in a moment. Hold on. Uh, but at one point, I think he had like 14 points, five assists, and four boards. Uh, he didn't get a whole bunch more after, after that, and I think he only had one turnover. Um, he was a little bit, he, you know, freshmen are going to do some freshman things, and both he and Lawyer struggled a bit at times. Um, and he had a he had a, uh, about a 30-second or a minute period in the second half where he was struggling, keeping uh, just making good decisions. Ohio State extended their defense out. Uh, he had some bad passes that one Morton had to save. The next one, Morton couldn't save. It went out of bounds. Uh, but there was uh, Purdue showing a little bit that the freshmen are freshmen. Lawyers showing that a little bit. Uh, Morton played a kind of a lousy game at times. He, he looked scattered. He looked uh, bothered. He wasn't hitting shots. But Ethan Morton made one of the biggest plays of the game. And while well, Purdue was down by one, Purdue was down by one, Ohio State's taking the ball out at the other baseline after Purdue basket. Purdue's in a full, an unusual full court press, which they almost never do. They, you know, they have the single man chasing ball, but they had they had a full court. Uh, it wasn't a trap, but they had a full court press on, and Morton was kind of playing center field, and he anticipated a pass, got right in the passing lane. Purdue gets the ball, calls a timeout, runs the offense. EDX as kind of uh, the the decoy. He brings the trap. Lawyers left open, knocks down the three. And that's really the big difference in this game versus some of the previous games. When Purdue got the when Purdue got the opportunity to hit open threes, tonight they hit them, especially in the second half. Especially in in the last couple minutes of the first half. That's really the whole story with this game. Uh, Purdue's All-American, Zach Eady, is getting treated like he does every year and like every seven-footer gets treated by Big Ten officials. I know people at the Big Ten front office watch uh, quick casts and handsome hours and tune into Boiled Sports. I know they do. They they love it. And so I'm going to talk directly to them for a second. Guys, save this freaking conference because the way the game is called in the Big Ten sucks. I don't know how else to say it. It's such a bad brand of basketball. The things that you guys have told officials to do, the way you like them to call the game is awful. And it's the reason the Big Ten never wins national championships anymore because everybody is programmed. By the time March rolls around, everybody's programmed that this is the way basketball is played. When it's not played this way anyplace else in the nation. Holy crap. Zach Eady is seven feet tall. Zach Eady's tough. That doesn't mean fouls against him don't count. Anybody that's big and strong, if you're a big dominant player, it's like the refs are like, well... He is big and strong, so we're going to just eat our damn whistle and we're going to swallow it and we're going to make it so I can't even reach the, the whistle to come out and, and, and blow the damn thing and call the fouls. It kills me the way Big Ten officials call a game. It just kills me, and it kills the Big Ten, and it kills these teams over and over in the tournament. Something's got to be done. 
And I'm not talking about Purdue's sake and their ineptitude in the tournament. I'm talking about the greater scheme of things. And I don't root for the Big Ten. We don't root for the Big Ten at Boiled Sports. But it's not a coincidence that some of the best basketball teams in America can't do a damn thing when it comes to the, the end of the season. All right, anyway, let's look at some stats, and then I'll see. Right now I've got the darn problem. Let's see. Uh, this should work. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. we got some uh, live people. Really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks a lot. Uh, and if you're listening uh, on a stream that's recorded, I appreciate it. I'm not supposed to say recorded. Uh, I guess, can I say record? I don't know. Doesn't matter. So let's look at the stats. Like I said, Bruins 71-69, proved a 14-1 on this season. Uh, they'll drop out of the top spot, I'm sure. UConn lost their second game, I think, in a row uh, last night. It is tough to be a top five, a top 10 team in college basketball. Just by nature, it is. Uh, the, uh, they lost to Providence. Purdue nearly lost to Ohio State tonight after losing to Rutgers at home. But let's look at the scoring, the, uh, the box score. Uh, Ethan Morton, he had 10 points, but he was two for seven from three. He was missing them, missing them pretty badly. Um, hit both of his free throws. Had uh, <clears throat> He made a couple mistakes. Let's see, turnovers, he had four turnovers. Lawyer had four turnovers. Edie had three turnovers. Um, and that was kind of the biggest problem Purdue was having, especially in the first, let's say, well, the first 15 minutes, definitely. And then the, the turnovers continued until about the first half, uh, the first 10 minutes of the second half. And Purdue kind of started tightening up and playing like a better team. But Ohio State plays a brand of basketball that's really a lot like Wisconsin used to play, or Wisconsin maybe currently does, where they really are playing a very physical nature, daring officials to blow the whistle every single time, especially on the big, especially in the lane. Um, and Purdue felt it again. They've got, they'll get better at this. They'll get better at this, but it's almost like, like I said last uh, post game, they need to get into Big Ten condition, sadly. Um, need to get used to this, uh, the way they're getting beat on. There's one play that, this is the inconsistency is another thing about these Big Ten officials. Trick Hoffman Wren was in the first half to give Edie a break. He's playing in the post. He's banging. He's not doing anything out of the out of the norm. And he's just trying to create uh, position, trying to create space because he's getting hit hard. And they called a charge on him. And if you watch the play, or he didn't, he didn't do anything that he had banged the guy two or three times with a shoulder. And on the third one, that was enough. Typical Big Ten garbage. Um, they're a mystery. These officials are a mystery. Um, I know uh, it doesn't matter what what I say. Somebody's going to complain down here. Um, speaking of saying stupid things, I want to apologize. I made the I did make a wrong call. I'll talk about this later if, if you guys remind me in the notes. Um, but I made a mistake in the last uh, quick cast that I want to talk about. Okay, so let's look. Um, Two players had 16 points, Braden Smith and Zach Eadie. Uh, Eadie added 11 rebounds, so another double-double. Keeps pouring those on. Um, he also had four assists, which is a pretty awesome game. He did have three turnovers. That hurts a bit. Fletcher Lawyer had 11 points, uh, and the most important, of course, were that three, but he went three for six from three. Purdue shot 41.9% from three. That's Really great from where they were. Just, uh, you know, they were shooting in the teens for a couple games in the low 20s. Here's the biggest stat, maybe. They didn't go to the free throw line a lot because, again, refs were letting them play, whatever you want to call it, whatever. If you want to put a positive spin, they're letting them play. If you want to put a negative spin, they're not calling fouls, not not officiating the game the way it's supposed to be played. Um, Purdue went 8 for 10 from, from 3. 
that's a big deal. Hitting 80% of your free throws is a very big deal. And that's kind of the formula for winning that they had back in November. Granted, they were playing with a better pace because the game was allowed to be played with a better play- pace at that point. But that's a big deal. Jenkins came off the bench, had nine points, was uh, three for three from three. And those were huge threes. Two of those were in the first half. They absolutely kept Purdue in the game. I believe two of them in the first half. The third was in the second half. Regardless, when Purdue had to have a bucket, when it looked like the game was teetering to get out of, you know, get past 12, getting a 15 points lead would have been really rough. Instead, uh, he kept it close because he hit those shots off the bench. He looked confident. He had one that was very deep in the second half. Looked like it was about a about 25-footer, 26-footer, uh, right in front of Purdue's bench. Great shot. Mason Gillis, has, Gillis had six points. Didn't shoot the three very well. Um, let's see, anybody else? I did say Braden Smith. Braden Smith, final line, 16 points. Uh, six assists, four rebounds, two steals. Ethan Morton also had two steals. Like I said, that big one. Great game. Huge win for Purdue. Uh, really, really fun, uh, fun game. Um, in the second half, really, really horrible, awful basketball in the first half. It was uh, a combination of Purdue playing really poorly, the game being officiated a certain way, Ohio State wanting to play at this ugly, uh, grimy, molasses and winter type pace at times. Uh, just not fun basketball. I think they really wanted to take Purdue out of their game, and they did take Purdue out of the game for, all, for nearly the whole thing. And Purdue finds a way to win. That's that's a big win. Uh, Tyler Giffel says, uh, let's effing go. Right on, Tyler. Broxton Davis, howdy, what a win. Great win. Uh, T-Rick, thanks for tuning in. Boy, with the F up. Got a lot of uh, insinuated curse words here, but none of the real thing. So that's good. Um, Zach Young says, to all the Morton haters suck it. Uh, I'm with you on that. You know that. I Goodness gracious. I, I like Morton a lot. I'm, I am definitely... Uh, an Ethan Morton supporter, I do not get. Other guys have bad games, and people don't treat anybody else the way they treat Morton on Twitter. I do not get it. That, that's my dude. That, Orton's my dude, all right? I'm, I'm a Boilermaker guy, but uh, Adam, my pal, says, Boiler up. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for sponsoring the program and sponsoring the site. Appreciate you. Uh, ancient astronaut, Boiler up. Jenkins, okay, sir. Zachary Young, does anyone know if Newman is hurt? This is a good question, and I don't know the answer. I wasn't listening to the radio. Usually the radio actually tells you things that you need to hear, tells you information that uh, is important that you hadn't heard. TV, on the other hand, you'll hear Gus Johnson say the same damn phrases over and over and over. A guy makes me nuts. Or you'll hear them talk about Zach Eady playing hockey and baseball or whatever. Generally, the best uh, idea is to have it on mute when it's on the television. Try to match up the radio, but I didn't do that tonight. Uh, Mrs. Boiler Dowd and my daughter, TBD, were watching The Crown in the other room. And LBD and I were holding down the fort and doing the right thing, watching the Boilers. Uh, Ted Berkey says, Boiler up. If we had to lose uh, to either Rutgers and Ohio, or Ohio State, or prefer Rutgers so we can improve the all-time series record against the Ohio State. That's, that's deep here. And I know what you're talking about. I think, is Ohio State the only – are they the only team in the Big Ten that Purdue – uh, doesn't have the current series lead, series lead on. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean Stevens says, don't this, okay. Don't they turn in the film to the league so they can look at the stuff. Would love to hear their explanations. Uh, uh, what right penalized for, for being too, yeah. Uh, the league doesn't care 
about the way Purdue gets officiated and the way Purdue seven-footers get beaten up. This has been happening for a decade now. Not only the league doesn't does, the league doesn't care. The funny thing is, remember they changed college basketball rules for Isaac Haas because he got thrown down in an NCAA tournament game. That was the lock and whatever rule. Um, but the league does not care. The league wants Purdue to get called this way because it keeps happening. If they didn't, they would do something. They don't care. One of the many reasons I don't like the Big Ten front office is the way that it seemingly has happened forever. There's a lot of reasons. I could go into a historical thing. It goes back to the 60s with the way Big Ten, uh, Purdue has been treated by the Big Ten, but I'm not going to do it right now. Um, yeah, Vincent Moster says, uh, glad to see Smith and Lawyer bounce back after a rough Rutgers game. Right on. Uh, they're shooting the ball well. Smith looked extremely confident. Um, he looked... Uh, like I think Painter thinks he can look every game. In the first half, it literally looked like Purdue, and there were a bunch of people talked about on Twitter, looked like Purdue never practices three-pointers, but they found their rhythm, and boy, they, they it made a big difference. Um, Dan, very good username. Dan says, not sure that would have been a win if uh, Zed Key was available. And that's a good point. I didn't talk about this. Zed Key left the game early with a separated shoulder. It's one of those where it looked like it was hanging out of his arm. I think you're right. Um, I mean, it's weird. Zed Key got hurt, and then the uh, the shoot the white shooting guard from Ohio State rolled his ankle. So you had two starters or a starter and a six man one out of the game at the same time, and Purdue could do nothing. It didn't matter. See, that's funny. During that period, Purdue didn't take advantage at all. Purdue kind of figured it out as the game went on. But I would say, I mean, I'm the devil's advocate here. The way they were playing Edie, I don't know. I, I don't know if Zed Key was the guy that was going to make a difference because they were letting Ohio State's backup big man just beat on Edie. They talk about this arm bar. You're not allowed to engage in it and jab it uh, for there's a certain amount of time, I believe, is the, the way they changed the rule a couple years ago. And that's what he was doing. He was just simply using the arm bar as a battering ram and um, and then the other thing I always it makes me nuts. Just because you're shorter than a guy doesn't mean you can't get called for over the back. In fact, you should get called for over the back. As a guy who knows at five four, when you're at a disadvantage trying to get a ball when you're not in position, so you've been blocked out because Ed is excellent at blocking out. You've been blocked out. And you're trying to get a rebound. Chances are you're going to reach over the back. And teams do it all the time to Edie. Just watch it. I, I ask you, you can come back here and comment in the comments. You can subscribe and you can hit the bell as well while you're at it. But come back in the comments after next game. See if you notice um, reach over the backs not being called when Zach Edie has position. It happens all the darn time. Uh, let's go. We'll go one or two more comments here. Um, Boilermaker92 says that steal by Smith and pass uh, as he flew out of bounds was classic Braden Smith. He had a couple plays that just kind of kept the game alive, kept the possession alive. Uh, very heady stuff, very hardworking stuff. Um, and hats off to Braden Smith for, for as the old 90s movie, uh, he got his groove back, as they say. Um, let's go one more. Uh, Kurt Schnippel says, uh, does Babinski or Painter go to the Big Ten office to discuss obvious issues you are explaining? Uh, I don't know if they do. Again, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have, I've been thinking about this forever. Why does the Big Ten suck so bad in the tournament when you have teams that are, I mean, typically this is a bad year. The Big Ten is down this year. 
So this is not the year where you use it as example. But you had you have had years where there have been six or eight Big Ten teams ranked. Then they get in the tournament and they absolutely poop the bed. And it's not because they're not good teams. Because they show in the pre-con they're pretty good. They're ready. And the Big Ten, I would say many people would say, is one of the best coaches league uh, coached leagues in America. You've got great coaches there. Guys who know how to make adjustments. Guys who know how to do things with lineups. Guys who can recruit. And they get to that tournament and they look like they have no idea what sport they're playing. It happens time and time again. Um, so, Sophia Helvey, my pal, probably needs to get to bed. I mean, honestly. But Sophia Helvey says, I love your glasses. Thank you for tuning in. This is one of my, number one, a younger fan. Number two, a female fan. Thank you for tuning into the live post game. I don't know if Sophia was watching the Purdue game. In fact, I'm almost positive she wasn't. Um, she's not much of a Purdue basketball fan, but I do appreciate her tuning in. That's a nice surprise. But thank you guys to everyone else who was tuning in as well. In as well. Uh, that's a big win. Next up, uh, well, darn it. Remember I told you I thought Purdue would go 3-2 and two in these five games. Right now they're 1-1. One and one. Uh, I'm going to look real quickly at what the next game is. Purdue's got Penn State. we got Micah Shrewsbury in Penn State um, at Purdue. Uh, that's that, that's going to be a tough game. Penn State's playing well. Uh, Michigan just beat them, but that's a that's a tough game. And uh, I like Penn State a lot when I watch them play this year. So we'll see. We'll see which Penn State shows up. We'll see which Purdue shows up. And until then, God bless you. Have a great day. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.